0: I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember. Last year, I set off on a reading adventure I called My Year of Fiction, choosing a specific genre or theme in adult fiction for 12 months of reading. Discovering so many new genres and authors to read was amazing, but also bewildering. I gave up my structured approach after completing my year-long reading project, but after a month or so of picking up books at random, I realized I needed to find that structure in my reading life again. The right framework frees up my reading life, keeping me focused on enjoying the book in my hand instead of feeling pressured to pick up the next shiny new read or distracted by the hundreds of other titles on my TBR lists. That's why in this new season, I wanted to detail specific ways I approach my reading life. I hope my reading journey helps you find what works for you. This is Season 2, Episode 2 of Reading Like an Adult, and in this episode we're going to talk about the right reading list. Just so we start with this baseline slash disclaimer, the right reading list is of course the one that works for you. My tips for dividing your TBR into lists may or may not be helpful. This is what worked for me, but it's not going to work for every reader. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. We're talking today about reading lists and why and how they can help free up your reading life and focus on what you're actually reading now instead of being continually distracted by what you could be reading. My year of fiction project started when I took my massive, confusing, everything-in-one-bucket-to-be-read list and broke it out into manageable categories. Dividing between adult, young adult, and middle grade fiction, and between fiction and nonfiction, helped me home in on what I really wanted to read. At the time, I put all of my nonfiction TBR into one category, but as I started reading more nonfiction again this year, I realized I needed to rework that section of my reading list as well. I took the hundreds of books in my nonfiction TBR and divided them further into three categories memoir and essays, narrative nonfiction, and what I called culture nonfiction, essentially cultural commentary and any kind of analysis about society and how people function. To illustrate with examples, Crying in H Mart and The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater Essays on Crafting are two titles on my memoir and essay's TBR. For the straight-up nonfiction list, I have reads like Three Martini Afternoons at the Ritz, The Rebellion of Sylvia Plath, and Anne Sexton. In the more nebulous social commentary nonfiction list, my TBR titles range from Brene Brown's Dare to Lead to Wired to Create, Unraveling the Mysteries of the Creative Mind, to Diners, Dudes, and Diets, How Gender and Power Collide in Food Media and Culture. Splitting out my nonfiction, Want to Read in This Way, worked for me because it was too distracting to skim through a list of books and not be able to decide if I wanted to read memoir and essays or prescriptive self-help or a compelling narrative that reads like a novel but happens to be true. Besides breaking out my nonfiction into multiple categories, I also reconfigured my fiction reading list this year. I love short story collections, but I need to be in the right reading mood to tackle one, so I ended up making short stories its own reading list separate from the rest of the adult fiction. As I've talked about before, my go-to tool to keep my reading list organized is Goodreads. To recap, my reading lists are broken out into adult fiction, young adult fiction, Middle Grade Fiction, Short Stories, Memoir and Essays, Narrative Nonfiction, and Culture Nonfiction. Every reader is different. That might be too many reading lists or too few reading lists for you. And if you'd like to see what I'm actually talking about, I'll share a screenshot in the show notes. Despite having seven different lists for books I could read next, I realized this year that I needed one more category, a Someday TBR. I discovered this concept during a fun bookish workshop session from the Modern Mrs. Darcy book club. Check out the show notes for a link. In the session, Modern Mrs. Darcy Creator and What Should I Read Next podcast host Ann Bogle explained why a someday TBR list can be helpful. Sometimes there are books you know you'll probably never get around to reading, but you don't want to take them off your TBR list altogether just in case something clicks someday to make that specific book the exact thing you need to read next. I loved this idea because my adult fiction list had become unwieldy to say the least. It's not super helpful to have a specifically categorized reading list when that list is still 400 plus books. I had too many titles that fell under either wishful thinking of wanting to be the kind of reader that picks up that book. Or that I might want in a certain mood at another time, but wouldn't be reaching for anytime soon. And some of the titles were added as creative fodder, like, maybe I'll want to explore this topic or concept for my writing someday. And I didn't want to read them anytime soon, but I also didn't want to delete them altogether. I decided to approach the concept of priority TBR versus someday TBR with a simple question. Do I have a plan to read this? For me, a yes means one of four things. One, I have that title on hold with my library, so in a very concrete sense, I plan to read it soon. Two, it's physically on my shelf to read in the near future. Three, it's a book on my list for a specific month's reading theme, so I'm planning to read it soon. Or four, it's a title in a genre I return to often. For example, I have a lot of women's fiction on my priority TBR list that I may or may not get to in the near future because it's a genre I read often and one where I want to have plenty of options at the ready. Number three on that list is a little subjective because I enjoy planning out my reading months long in advance. At the moment, I have reading lists through January 2022 all ready to go. But for me, planning to read a book in two or three or six or even more months into the future, still constitutes a plan. My more urgent TBR list ended up holding a lot of women's fiction, literary fiction, upmarket and commercial fiction that didn't fall into a genre, and a few weird fiction titles that defy category but look fascinating. The books that ended up in my someday TBR were mostly in genres I'm not often in the mood for but come back to once in a while. Fantasy, mystery, suspense, dystopian fiction, and classics I haven't read yet. I was grateful for this idea from the Modern Mrs. Darcy Book Club because it inspired me to streamline my TBR list in a way that was incredibly helpful. It's so much more fun to skim through a TBR list that, one, doesn't feel completely impossible to tackle in one lifetime, and two, only includes the books I'm really excited to read. While going back through my adult fiction reading list for my big, someday TBR organizing spree, I also took the opportunity to let go of some books I'd kept on my list, even though I knew I wasn't excited to read them and probably wouldn't ever actually pick them up. My readerly advice to you is to stay away from genres you want to love, but just don't. I think every reader has these wishful thinking genres or authors. It's the type of book that sounds tailored to you, but for whatever reason, you just can't get into it. A wishful thinking title, aka a genre and style of book that you want to love but just can't get excited about, isn't helpful on your tbr or in your reading life. For me, a couple of examples of wishful thinking tbr are Victorian Lady Sleuth Mysteries. I read two installments of the Veronica Speedwell series, enjoyed them, and then decided I read enough in that vein to last me for a while. And decadent historical fiction. Think City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert or The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I want these genres to be my jam, but for whatever reason, they just aren't. Maybe I was in a Marie Kondo mood while going back through my adult fiction TBR, but another way I streamlined my list was removing books by authors I already know I love, and I know I will read someday when I get around to it, no reminder needed. Yes, there are books that I add on Goodreads because I want to support the author, even though I don't really need to remember to read it. But to give you one example, I don't need to add Can You Keep a Secret and 20s Girl by Sophie Kinsella to my TBR list because she's one of my favorite authors, and if anything, I'm trying to read through her backlist slowly so I don't devour the whole thing at once. She's also a mega best-selling, super successful author who doesn't really need the average reader's support with backlist books added on Goodreads, although I do think upcoming books are a different story. The Party Crasher, Kinsella's newest book slated for release this year, is on my want to read and obviously it's already one of my library holds. No matter how many reading lists you make, your TBR list is still going to be intimidating. If you want some more inspiration for streamlining your reading lists, one approach that have propelled me through my fiction reading year and still works when I need to tackle a big list is a good old library holds spree. Reserve a big stack of books from the library in a specific genre so you can figure out which titles hook you. It's easier to compare one romantic comedy to a stack of other romantic comedies versus, say, bringing home a rom-com and a suspense read and some self-help and a dystopian YA fantasy. Whether or not you follow along with my suggestions, I hope my reading lists inspire you to create the list or lists that work best for you. If you found a great new way to organize your TBR, please reach out to me on Twitter or through my Substack newsletter, People Who Like Things. If you'd like your own personalized set of reading recommendations, you can subscribe and you'll get a link in your email to get started. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We talked about a lot of books in this episode. You can find the show notes with titles at readinglikeanadult.com. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, we're going to ask the question, what kind of reader are you? And talk about reasons why people read, as well as why it's important to know you're reading wheelhouse. I can't wait.